Off the Ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband. Griffin's running down the left-hand side. Maguire goes himself. Now he gives it to Griffin, who's inside the box. He's trying to turn. He squares it back. It's chipped towards goal. Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful from Buckley, who chipped it with his right boot just outside the box, following some really good work by Griffin and Maguire. And Cork City put the cherry on top of their 10 wins in a row with a beautiful Buckley goal. St. Pat's nil, Cork City 3. Cork played past tonight. Um, I heard they won 3 nil. but... We're not really paying attention to Cork. If we go on a good run now, uh, we look after ourselves and Cork will slip up soon enough. This is News Talk's SSE or Trissy Lee podcast and that was Dundalk defender Dane Massey on how they're not really worried about what Cork are doing. Cork with 10 wins in a row, as you heard me excitedly describe from Inchicore on Friday night. 3-0 they beat St. Pat's Dundalk with the victory over Bohemians. Nine points between them, but with only 10 games gone in the league, he's right not to get too carried away either way, Dane Massey. He says he is not keeping an eye on the results yet after a 2-0 win for Dundalk against Bohemians. He talks about Cork. Dundalk's players are 100% keeping an eye on what Cork are doing. Whether they're doing it at half-time in games, I don't know. But once they got in off the field at Oriel Park on Friday night, they were pretty much straight away checking to see how Cork did. Coming up, we're going to hear from John Caulfield on Preston keeping an eye on his players and maybe even some of his coaching staff. Liam Buckley of St. Pat's tell us what they need to do to get things right. And Dan, you were back at home this weekend and you met a, a very... I went west. Yes. Uh, where you... they say who are. No, they don't. And uh, you you met a... a, a Jared very... Little. Yeah. Yes, the former Cliftonville boss has been named Slug Rovers manager. He was announced on Friday night when the uh, Friday fixtures were taking place. He spoke to the press on Saturday and I spoke to him about why he came to the club and we'll hear from that later on. Yes, we will. Before all that though, let's hear from John Caulfield, the Cork City manager, after their 3-0 win against uh, St. Pat's on Friday night. I asked him if he's going to have to just accept that they're going to lose Shawnee Maguire at some stage and how you plan for such a circumstance or if he is planning for such a circumstance. Because keep in mind, Peter Ridsdale, the Preston chairman, and Simon Grayson, the Preston manager, were among those in attendance at Inchicore. No, not at all. Was he, was he looking at Johnny? Well, I sorry, I'm making a presumption there, but... Yeah, yeah. I think some of my coaching staff thought maybe maybe that, uh, maybe that they would be looked at to get a chance to go over, over to the coaching staff yeah. at Preston. There's a lot of connections between Cork and Preston at the moment. Yeah. and uh, So I, I don't know. At the same time, as I keep saying, July is the window. Nothing can happen till then. Yeah. We must focus on every match. Most important game for us is play next week. As I keep saying, there's a lot of paper talk. and um, But that has always gone on. You know, and, you know, and that goes on week after week. Then there's a lot of stuff that might be genuine, there's stuff that isn't genuine. Yeah. But this time, it doesn't bother me. The most important thing is I have to keep Shawnee going. I have to keep all the lads yeah. going. And that's what we talk about every week, just keeping our heads down, working hard, and going on to the next match. And we have a top of the table class spray next week. He's a real pro. He doesn't look in any way distracted. Or any of the other lads who are linked to moves. Well, they can because they're sensible guys and they have to keep yeah. their feet in the ground and they know that if you have to have any chance at the end of a season to win anything, you need your feet in the ground. So that's the way we're approaching it. And uh, as I said, there's resilience, there's determination, massive spirit amongst the lads and uh, you know, super guys to win every day and train. And uh, that's the way we look at it. So we take it week by week and that's all you can do. A very coy Caulfield speaking after Cork City's 3-0 win against St. Pat's. The Saints now just three points clear of Galway United who are bottom on five points. St. Pat's on eight points. 
afterwards, I asked Buckley how big a loss Christy Fagan was on Friday because they actually did have some territory and they could have had more chances had they just had a bit more creativity up front. So obviously Fagan was a big loss, but uh, Buckley tells us exactly how big. Christy's been a top goal scorer here for the last few years, you know, the kind of way. So uh, he would be missing any team. Um, hopefully he'll be available next week. It'll be borderline where he is. Um, but it'd be nice to get him back. How do you get it right from here? Because it, it's tough, isn't it, when you're working hard and it's just not quite happening? No, it's not between the missed penalties and penalties against us and all that's over the last few weeks. Uh, we're due at the turn, but we just got to keep on working hard. Uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. So we just need that to turn a wee bit. Um, as I said, tonight, for an hour, I thought we were marching the better side. Uh, we've passed and linked it in well. Um, that said, the result is what it is. We've got to just bank it or park it, should I say, and move on. We've got Derry next week and Bray the following Monday, uh, which will be a difficult weekend, bearing in mind uh, where we're at. St. Pat's manager Liam Buckley on News Talk's SSE Tricity League podcast. Dan, I can understand his frustrations because there was periods during the game on Friday night where they actually did okay. I like to look at Dara Markey. I like that uh, Josh O'Hanlon, who was unfortunate to score an own goal, was showing for the ball. He did look a little bit isolated at times, though, up front. And that's something that Brian Kerr pointed out on Soccer Republic. They desperately need Christy Fagan back. And as Liam said, they're hoping to get him back for this weekend with any team when you're at the bottom of the table you feel everything is going against you and all St. Pat's need along with Galway and Sligo and Bowes it's just that little bit of luck to turn all they need is one or two good results as we see from looking at the table it's very tight at the bottom and if they get a if they get a win out of nowhere that they might not have expected they can look back up to the, uh, towards the mid table and they're away to Derry on Friday night Derry playing tonight that's Tuesday night as we record against Limerick at McGinn Park right Sean McGuire is having a great season. Eight goals in ten games. Yeah, he hasn't scored in the last two league games. Though. Ooh, dry run. We actually do talk about that. Uh, after the game on Friday night, I spoke to Shawnee, not just about their win against St. Pat's, but we spoke to him about how he has become so good, his work rate, his ambitions for the future, and the possibility of getting an Ireland call-up. But the most crucial question regards Maguire at the moment is, is it Sean or is it Shawnee? We let the man himself tell you. Shawnee, Shawnee, you know, I think from an early age, under 11s, there was two Shawns in the team, so I think the manager kind of, you know, to set, set, set things straight was, was to call me Shawnee, so I've stuck to it ever since. Because yeah, I called you Shawnee a couple of times in commentary, and then I thought, well, I've never actually met him, so maybe he's not cool with cool with it, so you are? No, no, I think okay. the only person in uh, in my life that's, that's not okay with Shawnee is my mask, so I think, uh, no, I'll stick with Shawnee. Okay. People mightn't realise, but Kilkenny is a real footballing stronghold I mean hurling obviously the dominant sport but soccer is very very strong there as well and obviously you grew up kind of in that environment yeah I think so I think from an early age I knew it wasn't any good at hurling I think 13-14 uh, at that age I grew up with a hurley in your hand and uh, you know uh, you know, Kilkenny you know you're, you're going to schools and there's hurls outside classrooms 20-30 hurls but uh, you know I knew as I said I knew from an early age it wasn't good at hurling you know I'd pick between the two and I think I was better at the football and uh, you know, I think not many players, you know, there's, there is, to be fair, there is, there is a lot of players in the league world actually from Kilkenny and, you know, there's um, obviously a lot of playing in the first division, Wexford and Waterford and stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not really a footballing county. Yeah, but there is an interest there. You played hurling when you were a kid. Do you think that kind of helped you with the football? Because sometimes people say that, cr- that a crossover of sports can make an athlete better. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, playing hurling is going to make you, you know, your agility a lot better, you know, you're going to be a lot stronger, physically sharper, and I suppose, you know, I, 
I don't really look at it that way, you know, I think I really I gave up hurling but you know, as I said there about eight years ago and I haven't really looked back since but uh, you know, so stuck to the football. Yeah. You know? And I think that was the right choice. Come here, you went from uh, scorer to provider tonight. Do you enjoy that just as much? Yeah, I think assist obviously the feeling of scoring a goal is the best feeling in the world, I think, and uh, for a striker. But you know, providing them as well is just as good and you know for providing for Shep is uh is brilliant as well because we have a great uh, partnership you know you've seen it this season he's provided assists for me and I've done the vice versa and uh, you know it's brilliant it's brilliant for the boys chipping in with the goals you know it's not just myself not just Shep there's books scoring goals there. I know I'm scoring own goals tonight but you know it's, it's really this this win was really important because as I said there we, we did not play well tonight Um, we stuck to our game plan we didn't lose patience and uh, you know we we got what we deserved but you worked incredibly hard and that's something that people have noticed about you and Carl and many other players in this Cork City team. Your work rate is incredible. I read an article by Eamon Sweeney in the Sunday Independent a couple of weeks ago. He said, get along to see Sean Maguire play in the League of Ireland while you can. And he wrote about your time at Sligo. He's a big Sligo fan. He said, look, while things didn't quite work out in the scoring sense, you always worked hard. You always showed for the ball. You always put in an effort. And that kind of effort and work rate has you at the level you're at. Was it hard to kind of stay with the work rate keep the head down because there were times where it just wasn't quite happening for you you know at the end of the day I know I'm a good footballer um, and I know I'll get the opportunities to do well and you know for me it didn't work out with Sligo yeah. for whatever reason I think I didn't really get my opportunity I know it was a young guy image hoarder and uh, got my opportunity this season you know I fully taken it and you know if, if things aren't going well for you your touch is not scoring you've got to keep working hard and that, you know that's what I've done all my career because if you keep working hard uh, the results are showing you know, you know, I go into every game, and as I said there tonight, personally, I didn't think I played well tonight. You know, yeah. I think there's a few things I could have worked on, could have done better, but uh, I kept working hard, kept plugging away, and you know, for the second goal, five assists for Shep, and uh, obviously involved with third goal, which is very important, and uh, you know, it's a massive three points for us. You're well aware that you're being watched by clubs in England. Does it add pressure? Does it actually maybe even give you a boost? Does it give you a boost when John Caulfield says, "I know he's been watched, but..." He's not going to a League Two club. This kid is Championship at the least. Yeah, obviously it's it's <laughs> obviously it's uh, it's good for it's flattering for for clubs in England coming over to watch yeah. me and, and hearing clubs are, are after me and stuff like that. But I, I got to keep my head down. Yeah. You know, I've said it before. I've a lot to improve, and I'm still learning. And you know, I'm going into every game and wanting to do well. And you know, it's as I said there again, it's flattering for John to come out and say that you know that I'm better than League Two and League One, but. Yeah. You know, if the opportunity arises for me to go to England, play a high level like like the Championship, yeah. you know, we'll talk about it at the time, but, you know, I'm fully focused on what to do with Cork City and, you know, we're going heading in the right direction to, you know, to win the league title. How advantageous is the previous experience you had in England if you go back there, which which does seem likely? Um, I felt I felt that I've, I've matured massively, yeah. you know, I've, I've uh, physically got better, mentally got better and, you know, you could see that, you know, because I think League 2 is pretty much the same standard as League of Ireland, kind of like League One as well and stuff. So, you know, I think I was 19, 20 playing with Akron and Stanley, but this playing for Cork City was the first time I played as number nine. And, you know, it's, it's obviously it's going well at the moment, you know, I think I scored a lot of goals, but I'm disappointed, you know, because I haven't scored my last two league games. And, you know, obviously I'm going to look next week and focus, fully focus on Friday and hopefully get back to scoring ways and next Friday against Brea. You are a pure number nine. Two games without a goal is a dry spell. Yeah. Uh, you have been linked to Ireland as well. Again, I know there's nothing you can do. All you can do is keep playing and keep working. But again, it, it must be flattering. It must be a boost of confidence for you and your teammates as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's massive. You know, I think 
obviously doing well in this league, you're going to get a lot of uh, sports hype. Um, you can see in a lot of players like for like of Patrick McElhenney, obviously Gary McCabe is doing very well from the fielder. I think he scored two again tonight. But yeah, uh, um, yeah, it's it's great for my teammates. It shows that obviously they're doing well. You know, look at the end of the day, I get the applauded for making the assists, making the goals, but they're the ones that provide me the ball, they, they give me full of comf- uh, great confidence and, uh, you know, there is great confidence throughout this team, individually and as a team and, you know, it shows shows what great character this team is, you know, we're, we enjoy, we're enjoying it on and off the pitch. Lark pundit on off the ball, Stewie Byrne thinks you should be in the Ireland squad. Just before I let you go, um, I imagine... Obviously, you're subject to a lot of interest from England, but you probably want to finish out the season with Cork, win a league with Cork, because Cork's been good to you, you've been good to Cork. Yeah, I think so. Obviously, for the time being, I want to, I want to stay and, and win the league, but yeah. you know, if an opportunity comes in June, July, yeah. obviously, I'll, I'll sit down with the club, I'll speak down, sit down with the club, obviously, yeah. that's interested, whatever. But It's tough, because you, know, you have to do what's best for you, and football, like if I was offered another job that paid better and had better circumstances, I'd go, no, bat an eyelid. In football, people maybe seem to think it's different. Obviously, you need to be wary of what club you're going to. You don't. You want to be going up to a club that's going to treat you right and, you know, give the opportunity to play. You know, obviously, you want to be playing, but you need to be showing how good you are to be playing. And, you know, obviously, if it comes to the time, I'll, I'll deal with it then. But enjoying life now and winning games, obviously, scoring goals, it's you know, it's great. Sean, real pleasure meeting you, um, and it's been a real pleasure watching you so far, and it will continue to be a pleasure to watch you. So, thanks for talking to us. Thanks very much. This is News Talks SSE or Tricity League podcast. That's Sean Maguire, and I'm very grateful to him because he made time to speak to me after the match against St. Pat's on Friday night. He was in a t-shirt at you know half ten at night. I'm sure all he wanted to do was get on the bus and Back get home. Cork, yeah. But in fairness, he stayed chatting and he was happy to do it. And I'm very grateful. And to a very, him. he seems very engaging. Yes. He is actually a very you seem interesting character. Well, no, saying it's just, that. Like yeah. when you work in sports journalism or you sports get the same cliched answers. You do, and I was actually surprised with how open he was yeah. with some of these answers there, especially regarding a move he could have easily said He needs a bit of media training. No, 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 he doesn't. <laughs> he needs to be left alone. I was just delighted that he actually came out and said, Yeah, well of course if an offer comes in, I'm yeah. going to have to well, listen to it. Like he has to be open with himself. It's it's a very can be a very risky career especially uh, in in his position where he mightn't have a lot of money earned he's so young into his career and like he gets one bad injury and that could be his career over now touch wood that won't happen but you know what I mean he he's in a very he's not in the safest of professions no he's not so if a big money offer comes in which I'm sure a championship club would bring with them a big money yeah. offer of course he'd have to listen and he'd probably have to take it and I noticed in the papers this week as well he was talking about how Daryl Horgan and Andy Boyle have kind of set the path mm-hmm. they've shown that you can go straight from the League of Ireland into the championship and like those two he performed on the European stage now he didn't get as big a stage as those two but he did it so it wouldn't surprise me if and he went straight into a championship side I always get mixed up with the two of them when we were at the game last year but Genk or Ghent whichever one of them knocked out Genk. Uh, Genk. Uh, they only got eliminated from the Europa League last week and Cork gave them a very good game that evening in Turner's Cross. They did. They just got caught at the start of the game and that really cost them in the second leg. The first leg, they actually did a great job. Mm-hmm. It was the second leg that cost them, unfortunately, at home at Turner's Cross. So yeah, it was nice to meet Shawnee McGuire for the first time, I have to say. Nice to get clarification on what he likes to be called. So for the rest of the podcast, it'll be Shawnee and nothing else. And even though he didn't say it with his words, I could see it in his eyes. Hurling is to be credited for all his skills and brilliance maybe he has wristy ankles that's how <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's a wristy footballer well look I'm sure it did him no harm but it's it, you, it, you can't really compare it to Shane Long who 
credit Sterling with kind of his physicality, but Shane Long played up until minor oh, and with played tip, so. in played in All Ireland finals and semi exactly where Shawnee played until 13, 14 and then gave his full concentration to football, which, as we said in the interview, you know, has probably worked out. I think he's doing all right for himself. I think it's fair to say. And you know what? It's a great story as well that he went from Waterford to West Ham. It didn't really work out for him. It didn't really work out for him in Dundalk no. or Sligo either. No. So he had a, a long period of what you'd call of a hard time. Yeah. He found his, he's, he's found his home yeah. in Cork. Caulfield has found the best way to utilise him and it's worked out brilliantly for both sides involved. And fair play to John Caulfield because it would have been easy for him to say... No, not interested. He hasn't done anything at Sligo, hasn't done anything at Dundalk. And I think that's a very fair assumption to make if you've had a season and a half at uh, those two teams who at the time would have been in the top half of the table, Dundalk especially. That just didn't work out. Yep, and we mentioned there that maybe the Preston contingent weren't just looking at Shawnee Maguire. They could have been looking at Kevin O'Connor as well. He's been really impressive this season. Alan Bennett, by the way, if you didn't know he was in his mid-30s, you'd say, God, this guy could do a job in England probably still could by the way uh, Ryan Delaney obviously is on loan from, from Burton yes. Albion. Albion we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago and he said that Nigel Clough is in regular contact with him and the manager so obviously they're looking at bringing him back Cork I know are hopeful of keeping him keeping until him the end of the season but given the form he showed I'm not sure they'll be able to if I assume he'll go back to a Burton now for pre-season in what July maybe if like Cork could probably get well, half season out of him well maybe he won't though maybe Burton will say you know what stay maybe until we start our league in August because again with Horgan and Boyle I know there was what it's three or easy, four weeks it's easier to impress in pre-season yeah but maybe they'll want him playing games 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 and then when he goes over he's game ready yeah that's maybe yeah. pre-season would be a bad thing for a guy who's got a run of actual football going true that is a good way of looking at it Anyway, let's talk about Sligo Rovers. They have a yes. new manager. Jared Little uh, announced on Friday night, former Cliftonville manager. He's moving from the Irish League, a part-time team, and he's moving into uh, full-time football with Sligo Rovers. Anytime Sligo Rovers get a new manager, which sadly in recent years is a pretty regular occurrence, they always go left field with their appointment. Uh, with the exception of Owen Harry, a lot of the times it would be a manager that many people in the Northwest haven't heard of. And they never really go to the obvious, do they? With the exception of Owen Harry, yeah. they haven't. And Owen Harry's appointment uh, for all sides didn't work out. He lasted less than a season at the showground. So Little is the man they've gone with. Uh, he led Cliftonville to fourth place in the Irish League. And he Last was... Last season. Uh, this season. But the Irish League hasn't finished yet. Well, they're currently in fourth place. Yeah. And I think the way the league is looking. He, he left them in fourth place. And he also is... Uh, unusually, he has experience of winning a European tie. Really? Yes. With Clif- Cliftonville? Cliftonville, this season. So he was uh, uh, announced on Friday night and he was introduced to the media on Saturday afternoon in Sligo and I started by asking what attracted him to the job in the showgrounds. Ambition yeah, and, and obviously, you know, I've, I've always had a soft touch for, for Sligo Rovers through the connections of Willie McStay. You know, I always spoke very highly of the club and Dagman Boyle, a player at Celtic as well. And... Obviously, the the position come up, and you know, I, was, I spoke to Jason McGuinness about it, and one thing led to another, and you know, there was an interview, and I've done the interview, and, and I was successful in, in in doing it, and so I'm very excited to the the um get get started, and, and hopefully, you know, get up that table as quickly as possible. I think at, at the minute the, the the boys are in a false position. You know, I think there's there's many great players there. And with a bit of hard work and, and, and focus, hopefully we can we can get going and, and motor on and, and hopefully go up the table as soon as possible. Was the promise of full-time football something that you didn't have at Cliftonville? Was that one of the 
the more appetizing aspects of the job. Yep. Listen, anyone that knows me, um, you know, at Cliftonville or, or is associated with me with, with football, you know, I've, I've always made it very, very clear that um, my ambition is to be a full-time manager and be in a full-time environment. It's something that I've always been used to. I tried it I tried it at Cliftonville, you know, to be honest with you. I tried to, to put some full-time um, structures in place and, and, and to be honest, I don't think it, it worked too well. Um, I don't think the players are, are ready for it because of obviously the other commitments in terms of work and families and things like that. So um, it, it becomes difficult and... You know, obviously, this is different. You know, we've been for the last couple of seasons been with Clevenville as a manager, and it's been a full uh, part-time environment. Now jumping into a full-time environment, but I'm very comfortable with it. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and, and I really can't wait to get stuck in. You've left Cliftonville at fourth, uh, fourth place in the Irish League. You come into a team at the opposite end of the table, which like always been second bottom. How does the mentality of that change, going from a team in an upper half of a top tier, then moving to another division? And you're looking, you're basically staring relegation in the face. Obviously, it's early in the season, but that's that's how things are looking at the moment. Yeah, um, it's going to be a challenge. It's, there's no doubt about it. There's going to be a massive, massive challenge. But I believe that the players that we have here at this present time are good players, and and that's half a battle. If you've good players, you know that that's that's half a battle. Obviously, I think the mentality maybe needs to change slightly in terms of winning games uh, and how we approach games. Um, and what we do out in the pitch and what we do on the training pitch and that's something that the players uh, will see that you know how I go about business and what I expect from them um, I put a demand on players on the training pitch you know because if you're training well training hard you know that mirrors what you're doing on, on, on match day and it's something that you know, will instill into the team and, and hopefully it'll benefit us um, you know yes there's, 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 there's a different mindset at the minute obviously when you're down the bottom there's, there's always that worry of, of, of a lack of confidence but I don't believe there's a lack of confidence in this team I think um, they're on a fast decision I think that the results um, haven't merited the perform- performances of some weeks and you know I've looked at the games I've looked at the goals I've conceded and I think there, there's, there's wee things we can work on and look at to, to tighten up and, and hopefully as I say move up that table as soon as possible Finally, you've spoken about the rigidity of the Irish League and uh, in the press conference there a few months ago, you, you mentioned that a lot of the time it may be 4-4-2 that's played there compared to different uh, different tactics in the League of Ireland. Do you think that may give you a chance to open up a bit from the style of football that people may have associated with you at Cliftonville? Or do you feel that the style that was played in the Irish League will be similar to what you played in? I'll be similar. Um, and <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a funny question because... I got a bit of stick for playing four three three in in, in Cliftonville, and it's been classed as playing one up top, uh, but uh, it's actually three up top, and and it's attacking formation, and um, but it's it's a formation that I I like, and it's a formation I think you know that suits uh, many styles of footballers, um, and and it's a formation you you'll probably see me playing most, but I'm very open. Um, at the end of the day, I've said this before in, in previous, um, in previous, uh, the previously the guys uh, like yourself that it's not it's not about formations and, and tactics and, and it's, at the end of the day it's eleven v eleven. It's what you put on the pitch. Your your best players win the games, and hopefully we can get our best players on the pitch, whatever style, whatever formation, and 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 start getting three points on the board and, and say getting that mentality back and that momentum, which is key. You know, to, to any team, and and hopefully, as I say, you'll see us shooting up a table. Jared, best luck to you, Jared. Thank you very much.
you like what I'm doing here? I don't. It's a little mix, including little mix and you're a little. Yeah, I'm not a fan of He is... Uh, I thought you'd like it. I've conjured it up. You know what it's yeah. called? It's called Black Magic. It's called <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing at that. I just feel sorry for you. Uh, he's a headline maker's dream. Uh, whether it turns out to be good or bad, we'll remain to see him, but... He will take charge of Rovers for the first time on Friday night. He left the game on Saturday, even though he was announced to Declan McIntyre. McIntyre was caretaker. He was also assistant under Dave Robertson, and he'll be staying on under Little. Well, if you're listening on Tuesday evening, then we still have Derry and Limerick to look forward to. If you're listening from Tuesday night onwards, then well done to Derry or Limerick on a win or a draw. Yeah, and that result will be great, indifferent or bad for either team involved. Right, on Friday night, Shamrock Rovers take on Limerick. That's an 8 o'clock kickoff. And then at the 7.45 kickoffs are Galway against Dundalk, Drogheda against Sligo, Derry taking on St. Pat's, Cork City, up against Bray and Bohemians meeting Finn Harps. The table at the moment, by the way, sees Cork City lead by nine points after 10 games, Dundalk second on 21, Bray third on 21. Then it's a long gap to Limerick, who are on 14 as we speak. They have only played nine games, but their 10th game on Tuesday night, as we say, against Derry who are just one spot behind them in the table Dan the first division yeah I'll just go through first of all last weekend's results because there were it seems to be four classics in the first division Athlone 1 Wexford 0 Cabin Tilly 0 Waterford 0 Shelburne 0 UCD 1 and Cove 2 Longford 0 so four goals in four games last week in the first division this weekend's fixtures uh Three games on Friday night. It is Waterford against UCD at 7.45. Shelburne against Cove also at 7.45. And it's Wexford against Cabin Tilly at 8. And last but not least, probably the game of the weekend, Oshin, in both divisions. It is the Midlands El Clasico. City Calling Stadium, 7.30, uh, apologies, is Longford Town against Athlone Town. And as you're aware, I like City Calling Stadium because of its parking and the Longford Arms Hotel Carvery. David Brooks plays for Athlone. He was speaking to Midlands 103 after their uh, win last week against Wexford. Of course, a lot of managerial upheaval there. One manager, Monsanto, in charge for eight games. Didn't win any of them. Then the new manager comes in. He wins in his first. Uh, Brooks was asked how that situation is for players. We played. It's not the manager that plays. It's us that plays. Like So it's up to us at the end of the day. Like doesn't really matter who's in charge like we have to do our job and that's that like we just have to win the games so you you it's just coincidence tonight that he left and you managed to pick up the three points ah i don't know i think we just came together like and maybe i don't know we came together when we needed to come together like it doesn't really matter about the manager i don't think at the end of the day and it's players like we haven't been performing so i think that's it and so you, you'd obviously have no strong views then. I mean, there was talk in the paper about Roddy Collins and this kind of thing. You'd be happy enough to carry on in the current regime or it's just out of your hands? Not up to me, so whatever happens, happens. We're just here to play, so not a lot we can do. At loans, David Brooks there. What can he say as a player? Yeah. It's just such a weird it's a situation. Very, like we spoke to Colin Fortune after their opening win against Waterford, which was the surprise weekend. It was a surprise result probably in the opening weekend of the first division. Things look to be going brilliantly for Waterford. Since then, they have played eight games, lost five, drawn one and lost two so it's it's a messy situation there it's hard for Athlone Towns fans because they don't know what's going on the Westmead Independent have also spoken or tried to speak on a regular basis to Athlone and they're not getting answers back from the club about the ownership or the reasons yeah. for owning the club it's just it's it's an unusual situation there at the moment it's very very odd indeed let's go through the uh, Continental Tires 
Women's National League fixtures on Saturday. It's Cork City against Kilkenny United at 5 o'clock. Uh, then it's P-Mount taking on Galway at 8. On Sunday, it's UCD Waves against Wexford Youth Women. UCD Waves currently top of the Women's uh, League. They're on 10 points. P-Mount United second on 9. Wexford third on 7. Then it's Galway on 3. Shelburne on 3. Cork City on 1. And Kilkenny United on on nil. It's also worth saying that UCD have played a game more than P-Mount, Wexford, uh, Galway and Shelburne due to the fact, as I say, not Shelburne, just Galway, Wexford and P-Mount due to the fact that there are only seven teams in the league so there will be an uneven amount of games played throughout the league fixtures. Okay, that's it for this week. You can get him on at Ismisha Daniel and you can get me on at Oshin Langan. Remember, just in case you get ahead of yourself, we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Wanna know what it is? Make the boys want Off the ball on News Talk. Thanks to Air. Catch all the sports you love free on the Air Sport Pack with Air Broadband.